Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I think Wall Street's finally getting it. I really do. And the reason I only say that, at least for right now, Wall Street seems to be accepting the fact that one of the biggest political issues that is facing the average American right now is rising cost, which is inflation, and rising gas prices. So energy and money, okay? And I think Wall Street is finally understanding it because they started talking a little bit about how this upcoming election is going to potentially affect everything from the House and Senate, okay? Not only that, I also firmly believe, and this is just my opinion, I think Wall Street is starting to bet right now that things are going to change in Washington because the market again today is now up 400 points today, at least as of the recording of this podcast. The Dow Jones is up 400 points and the S&P 500 is at least up by 53 points right now. And the NASDAQ is up by 137 and the Russell is up by 24, at least at the time of recording this podcast. Okay, But like I said, I think Wall Street is finally getting it because they're starting to talk about the midterm elections here in the United States. And so this is going to make stocks a little bit more interesting going forward. Okay. But we do have some business news that we do have to talk about for some of these companies. For instance, Ikea is teaming up with a self-driving truck company called Kodiak Robotics. And what that could mean for Ikea in Texas currently right now, Facebook is on, is in the news again. Facebook parent Meta admits defeat after a 400 million gift fee deal is blocked by UK regular regulators, which is big news because Facebook tends to win a lot of this. And then we got some news from Peloton. Peloton is extending re- a refund period for its Tread Plus. And the chief, the chief executive or a re- the human resources executive, I mean, is leaving at Peloton too and what that means for the company. And finally, some news that Wall Street is not currently talking about and will end it on today's podcast has to do with Microsoft. And I'll save that one for a bit, okay? With that being said, I have to remind you all that I'm not a professional advisor in any way, shape, or form. And everything I talk about in this podcast is for information purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing in any company as you're not guaranteed to make money within the stock market. All opinions are based off the news articles that I'm reading and also based off my personal opinion after we do, after we get to read them. You need to do your own research before investing in any company as you're not guaranteed to make money in the stock market. Please talk to your financial advisor as they would understand your financial situation better than I would. I cannot legally give you financial advice, and this is for entertainment purposes only. With that being said, let's begin today's podcast. IKEA teams up with self-driving truck startup Kodiak Robotics to test deliveries in Texas. From CNBC, self-driving truck startup Kodiak Robotics said that it's begun a pilot program with IKEA in Texas. A semi-truck equipment with Kodiak's autonomous driving system is making daily delivery runs from the IKEA warehouse near Houston to a store close to Dallas, roughly 300 miles away. The truck have human safety drivers on board, but they're being driven by Kodiak autonomous driving systems. Kodiak CEO Don Burnett said that he isn't looking to put truck drivers out of business. In fact, he's aiming to make their lives easier. Quote, adopting autonomous trucking technology can improve drivers' quality of life by focusing on local driving jobs more prefer to do. 
Burnett said, together with IKEA, we can enhance safety, improve working conditions for deliver for drivers, and create a more sustainable freight transportation system. This isn't Kodiak's first self-driving rodeo. The company has been running freight in Texas with its autonomous test trucks since 2019 and recently opened a new route between Dallas and Oklahoma City. Kodiak has also conducted pilot tests with logistics giants uh, Warner Enterprises and U.S. Express running self-driving trucks on routes from Dallas to Lake City, Florida, and Atlanta, respectively. Texas has become a hotbed for self-driving trucks testing in part because of the favorable regulations and also because of the long highway stretches between the cities are ideal for automation. Waymo, the alphabet subsidiary that grew out of Google's self-driving car project, has been testing a fleet of self-driving freight liner semi-truck with human safety drivers on a route between Dallas and Houston for several months. Self-driving truck startup Aurora Innovation has also been testing trucks in Texas. Aurora began a Texas pilot with Wern Enterprise in April, running on a 600-mile stretch between Fort Worth and El Paso. Another startup, too simply, has been testing its self-driving semi-trucks in Arizona and is planning to expand to Texas next year. The trucking industry probably is one of the biggest industries that needs to change by far. Okay, And I do agree with the CEO. If you make self-driving, and I had never thought about this too, to be honest, if you make self-driving trucks, you can have those self-driving trucks go across the country and truckers don't have to be away from their families as much. At least if they have families. If they're single, they probably don't. Well, I, I can't speak for all of them, but if you're single, you're probably not wanting to be around family as much maybe. I don't know. Just my opinion. But it, at least for the, the truckers who have family that they're trying to take care of, It'd be good for them to be able to stay local as much as possible. Think about it. If you're a truck driver, you probably don't get to spend a whole lot of time with your your kids, like especially if they have sporting events, right? Because you're on the road trying to keep the lifeblood of the economy flowing. This could make things a lot in, easier for truckers. Now, at the same time, too, this could also help with supply chain issues as well. Because think about this as well. Truckers have to stop, okay? If you've ever driven on the highway in between states, do a little road trip fun. You've probably seen a lot of truckers on the side because they can only work about eight hour days or so. And be, before they have to stop driving for the day and get some rest, depending on the, I guess, the truck and the company. But this could help a lot because now you could probably have trucks just running nonstop and you don't need them to stop, especially if they're self-driving. It could change the trucking industry and it might also end a lot of backlogs, which we've been speaking about a lot is that there is a lot of backlogs happening in the economy right now when it comes to shipping. And especially too with the whole what happened in Canada with the truckers too. I mean, well, not just Canada, but just in general, truckers are the lifeblood of any economy in general. And so you got to be able to keep things going as much as possible in order to keep the supplies out there. So I, I personally, I be, I firmly believe a lot of our future is going robotics in some way, shape, or form. I like this company a little bit, not financial advice, but I am starting to look more into anything that's going to change mankind for the better. Because I've spoken to truckers and they've always told me that it's not easy being a trucker sometimes. So this could change a lot in the trucking industry. Onto Facebook now. Facebook parent Meta admits defeat after 400 million Giphy deal is blocked by UK regulators. Meta, the owner of Facebook, admitted defeat Tuesday after the UK competition regulators issued a final verdict ordering the company to sell its ad animated imaging making unit Giphy, citing that the risk of substituting a lessening of competition in the social media and dis display advertising market. The Competition and Markets Authority said Tuesday that Meta must sell Giphy 
in the entire in its entirely to a su suitable buyer. It's not yet clear which company will step in to buy Gippy. In a statement, a Meta spokesperson said the company was disappointed by the CMA's decision, but accepted today's ruling as the final word on the matter. Quote, we will work closely with the CMA on divesting Giphy. The Meta spokesperson told CNBC, we are grateful that Giphy's team during this uncertain time for their business and wish them success. We will continue to evaluate opportunities, including through acquisitions to bring innovation and choice to more people in the UK and around the world. In November, the CMA ordered Meta to divest Giphy after finding the combination of the two companies raised competition concerns. Meta tried to appeal the decision. However, in June, a court largely ruled against the company's appeal, kicking the final decision over the fate of the deal back to the CMA. After a three-month review, the CMA panel ruled the deal would enable Meta to further increase its market power. Meta's $400 million acquisition in Giphy was hardly one of the social media giant's biggest. It has spent a far greater sums on earlier deals, including $1 billion acquisition of photo-sharing app Instagram and the $19 billion buyout of encrypted messaging platform WhatsApp. And then it just talks about the Giphy cringe. In August, court filing Giphy tried to downplay the significance of Meta takeover of the company with an unauthorized, unorthodox argument. Its products, its core products offering was going out of fashion, so there's no other company willing to buy it. Gifts have fallen out of fashion as a content former with the younger users in particular describing gifts as for boomers and cringe, the company said, is in the filing. Giphy has has seen a decline in its number of GIF uploads in the past two years, it added. But the CMA took issue with the takeover, specifically with the impact it would have on UK display advertising market. Meta controls nearly half of the UK's 7 billion or 7.9 billion in American dollars display advertising market. Quote, before the merger, Giphy was offering innovation advertising services in the US and was considering expanding to other countries, including the UK. The regulatory said such services would allow... Uh, would have allowed brands like Dunkin' Donuts and Pepsi to promote their brands through gifts, it added. The CMA also cited the prospect that Giphy is relinquishing its own ambitions in digital advertising and its decision to block the deal. Giphy has planned to launch its own ads, but were uh, squashed by Meta after the takeover was completed in 2020. According to the regulators, regulatory, the watchdog said effectively removed Giphy as a potential challenger in the UK displayed advertising market. This might be the end of Giphy to be all honestly, because now since Facebook has at least been in there since 2020, they're probably going to take what they've learned from the company and start applying it to their own network in Facebook. So don't be surprised if Facebook starts doing its own thing when it comes to this. But Giphy's going to end up dying in my honest opinion. I mean, young people say it's for boomers. So means young people aren't using the app as much or what or whatever it is that they're trying to use on that. So, sorry, Giphy. Sorry that UK regulatory say that it's not good enough. So, but I expect Facebook to be able to take what it's learned and be able to start applying into their own business. It's going to be interesting to see since Facebook loves controlling the advertising market overall. Oh, small disclosure. I do have a small position in Meta. A very, very small long-term position. Not financial advice. Continuing on with now Peloton. Now, Peloton, in my opinion, I still firmly believe Peloton is pretty much done. I mean, you might see a couple Pelotons here and there, but I think Wall Street's obsession with Peloton, it gets really annoying because Wall Street gets this idea like, oh, it's still 2020 and people are still at home and people are still working out at home. Like, I get that people would probably do like working out at home if they don't want to go to a gym and have to deal with other people. But in my opinion, Peloton, I think I still think one of the best things Peloton needs to do they need to team up with like 24 hour fitness or LA fitness or some fitness groups to be able to 
like live stream their fitness classes for those people who use a Peloton bike. Okay. But with Peloton now it says Peloton extends refund period for recalled tread plus for another year. From CNBC, Peloton agreed to extend a refund period for its recalled Tread Plus for another year. The company and the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission jointly announced Tuesday. The refund period was extended to November 6th of 2023 as Peloton continues to work on a fix. Consumers have until, the, um, have until them to request a refund or take the company's offer to move the, the Tread to another room in the house. Consumers returning units after November 6th of 2023 will receive poor rated refund. Shares of Peloton were up more 4% Tuesday morning. In April of 2021, the CPSC has warned consumers to stop using the Tread Plus after a child died in an accident involving the device. The, C the CPSC also disclosed 18 reports that the treadmill's touchscreen's loosening, six reports of the touchscreen's detaching, as well as a warning about the gap between the floor and the belt of the Tread Plus. Peloton recalled about 125,000 of its Tread Plus machines and of its 1,050 Tread products in total. There are about 335 incidents reporting with 87 reports of consumer injury. Peloton is working on a repair guard that would address the hazard at the back of the treadmill, but no repair has been approved to date. The CPSC and Peloton said in their joint release Tuesday. Following the recall, CEO John Foley apologized for Peloton's inaction and said that it would engage with the Consumer Product Safety Commission's initial request for recall more productively. The Tread Plus, which was originally called the Tread, was rebranded to prepare for the release of the less expensive version, which was then delayed by recall. Peloton is in the midst of broad turnaround effort under Barry McCarthy, who took over as CEO in February, Peloton slash 500 jobs in early October, following multiple rounds of layoffs earlier in the year. McCarthy said that the restructuring is done and the round of cuts. Yeah, it's funny that they say that because... It's also being reported today by Peloton. It says Peloton's top human resources executive is leaving the company, which means, in my opinion, there is some more issues coming with Peloton right now. Now, granted, maybe if these people are going for other opportunities, that's another story. But Peloton seems to be having issues. Let's read the article from CNBC. Peloton's chief pe people officer, Sherry Eaton, is leaving the company for another opportunity, she announced in a LinkedIn post Tuesday. Eaton departed as the latest in a series of executive changes at Peloton. Former CEO John Foley left his board chair position alongside fellow co-founder and chief legal officer in mid-September. Heading of marketed uh, left later in the month. The move also comes after several rounds of layoffs and other shakeups this year as the company seeks to return to growth. Eaton praised Peloton and its leaders in her LinkedIn post. Eaton thanked Foley and Cushy, as well as the company's new leadership and it transforms the business to, to counter a drop in customer demand. Quote, thank you, Barry MacArthur, for believing in me and trusting me to work alongside you during the important transformational time, Ian wrote on LinkedIn. Previously at Amazon, Eaton was, was at Peloton for more than three years, starting as vice president in the human resources division before rising to senior vice president of people, safety and security officer, and then global head of the people before her final role as chief people officer. Shares of Peloton were up slightly Tuesday, coming out Tuesday morning that I was ex extending the refund. Yes, we already talked about that. I personally think there's just a lot of issues going on in Peloton, like I said. Now, granted, like we just said, she was leaving for another position. Fine, okay? I still don't think if you're in a good company culture and if things were going well, I don't think people would want to leave, okay? And so I find it a little suspicious that you have layoffs and then you have people who are leaving, especially top management. Now, if more top management were leaving, I'd, ha I'd be even more concerned. But I'm just a little concerned right now. And the only reason why I'm a little concerned is there's still people that are there that are important for the company. But overall, 
little suspicious that this is happening. Okay. I, I still believe Peloton is pretty much done as a company. I mean, I still think they need to be able to work with other workout brands. Like, like I said, 24 hour fitness or LA fitness or any of those fitness, fitness gym areas that they can have online, online, uh, classes for those people who can't make it to them. I think that would be a game changer for Peloton, but that also would mean having to revamp the uh, studios of those places to fit the 21st century when it comes to working out. So now for some news that is not being talked about, it's kind of been buried and it has to do with Microsoft. Okay. Microsoft confirms job cuts after calling for growth to slow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where is this coming from? This comes actually after Microsoft has just, I believe recently announced that they're releasing more of its like laptops and tablets and new computer monitors. Now this is happening. A Microsoft spokesperson on Monday confirmed that the company let go of additional workers as the software maker's revenue is expected to slow thanks to weaker sales of Windows licenses for PCs. The move aligns with efforts at technology companies, big and small to lower costs. Meta platforms and Salesforce are among those in Silicon Valley that have slowed their pace of hiring this year, even as Coinbase, Netflix, and others have resorted to layoffs. Like all companies, we evaluate our business pri- business priorities on a regular basis and make structural adjustments accordingly. A Microsoft spokesperson told CNBC, we will continue to invest in our business and hire in key growth areas in the year ahead. Monday's announcement comes three months after Microsoft said it trimmed less than 1% of employees. In July, Microsoft called about 10% revenue growth in the fiscal quarter, slower than it had been more than five years. The company will be announcing earnings on October 25th. Axios, which reported the layoffs earlier on Monday, said the cuts impact fewer than 1,000 people and cited an unnamed person. Okay. This is what I'm going to have to say. Okay. Layoffs, not a good thing. Okay. It means, I mean, the other day I was hearing a news article, maybe not a news article, maybe it was a radio broadcast about how companies were trying everything they can to hold on to their workers because it was hard to find talent. Now, granted, Microsoft might not have that issue. They might be able to. Re- to get as many as many people as they want for talent if they if they really need to because Microsoft is that big company that people want to work for but I still find it a little suspicious okay not only that but we have just read too that there were other layoffs with Coinbase and Netflix as well and they've slowed their pace for hiring okay which is funny because right now CNBC is talking about Netflix Netflix reports earnings today on the October 18th at least they should be reporting earnings today and Wall Street's a little bit obsessed. Wall, Wall Street's like, oh, it's about their subscribers' growth and all that's okay. Companies are laying off people. That's a huge worrisome for me in the end, okay? People are being laid off. Obviously, they have to go find new jobs. But at the same time, that also gives me an idea that a lot of these companies might be facing profit declines from last quarter, okay? I mean, even says in the article at the beginning, it said that they're, they're weaker sales of Windows licenses for PCs, okay? So maybe people aren't buying as many of the PC products. And since they're not buying as many of the PC products, it means they're not buying as many Microsoft licenses for the software. Hard to tell. Starting to become a little worrisome though. Layoffs are happening. And as more and more layoffs are happening, it seems like these companies aren't going to be able to report as well for earnings anymore. We'll find out on October 25th when Microsoft reports earnings. But I do know, like I said, I've, I've talked about this in past podcasts. I'd highly advise listening to those past podcasts on the layoffs. 
lot, lot there's companies laying off people from real estate to banks to a lot of the techs. Even Google's having issues too. Google, the crown jewel of investing sometimes. Now, if Apple were laying off people, I'd be a lot more concerned, but Apple hasn't reported that as much yet. But now Microsoft is. And this is giving me an idea of where Microsoft's earnings might be for this coming quarter. We'll have to pay attention to that because they report soon, October 25th. It's coming. So, but things don't look good right now. And so the market's going to eventually take a hit. The market's doing well right now because banks are reporting earnings right now. But eventually the banks stop reporting earnings and the tech companies come up to bat. I think it'll start today. I don't think Netflix is going to have a good quarter after the bell. And I think that'll be the start of the trend for this quarter where the market could be declining. So keep an eye out for that. I'll leave it there. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have, please like and subscribe to this podcast. Every like and subscription we get helps grow this podcast. So we'll be able to keep talking about events that are happening on Wall Street and be able to keep reporting the news that Wall Street isn't always willing to report. Please also share with friends or family as every share helps grow this channel as well. And we'll be able to keep talking more and more about these events and just be able to get the word out there to people since people sometimes want to know what's happening out there in the markets. With that being said, fellow podcast listeners, thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Thank you and goodbye.